number 080323, a rendering of each of six episodes. Episode number one, A Year with the Church Fathers. Follow the promptings of nature. Moral law is natural, says St. Basil. No one needs to teach it to us. We already know what's right and what's wrong. When we violate the basic principles of morality, we are not only going against God, we go against the nature he created in us. We shall not be able to say in self-justification that we have learned useful knowledge in books, since the untaught law of nature makes us choose that which is advantageous to us. Do you know what good you ought to do to your neighbor? The good that you expect from him yourself. Do you know what is evil? That which you would not wish anyone else to do to you. Neither botanical researches nor the experience of plants have made animals discover those which are useful to them. But each knows naturally what is healthy and marvelously takes for its own what suits its nature. Virtue exists in us also by nature, and the soul has affinity with them not by education, but by nature itself. We do not need lessons to hate illness, but ourselves we reject what afflicts us. The soul has no need of a teacher to teach us to avoid vice. Thus temperance is praised everywhere, justice is honored, courage admired, and prudence the object of all aims, virtues that concern the soul more than health concern the body. Children love your parents, and you, parents, do not provoke your children to anger. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. Does not nature say the same? Paul teaches us nothing new. He only tightens the links of nature. If the lioness loves her cubs, if the she-wolf fights to defend her little ones, what shall we humans say when we are unfaithful to the precept and violate nature herself, or the son who insults the old age of his father, or the father whose second marriage has made him forget his first children? In God's presence consider How well am I living up to the standard of my own created nature? In closing prayer, Lord, in your goodness, help me from sin today and let me praise your name forever. Episode number two, Through the Year with Thomas Merton. A Sham Desert. A priest speaking at the funeral of Bernanos said of him, that demand to exist authentically, that anguish at the thought that perhaps he might have only pretended to live, these marked with a devouring dissatisfaction his own estimate of himself, his view of us, his judgment of the world. The whole thing is in this. The real trouble with the world, in the bad sense which the gospel condemns, is that it is a complete and systematic sham, and he who follows it ends not by living, but by pretending he is alive and justifying his pretense by an appeal to the general conspiracy of all others to do the same. It is this pretense that 
must be vomited out in the desert. But when the monastery is only a way station to the desert, when it remains permanently that and nothing else, then one is neither in the world nor out of it. One lives marginally with one foot in the general sham. Too often the other foot is in a sham desert, and that is the worst of all. Conjectures of a Guilty Bystander. Episode number three, Magnificat, March 2023, volume 24, number 13. Item number one, a reading from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 20, verses 17 through 28. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside by themselves and said to them on the way, Behold, we're going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and scourged and crucified, and he will be raised on the third day. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee approached Jesus with her sons and did him homage, wishing to ask him for something. He said to her, What do you wish? She answered him, Command that these two sons of mine sit, one at your right and the other at your left, in your kingdom. Jesus said and replied, You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the chalice that I am going to drink? They said to him, We can. He replied, My chalice you will indeed drink, but to sit at my right and my left, that is not mine to give, but is for those to whom it has been prepared for by my father. When the ten heard this, they became indignant at the two brothers. But Jesus summoned them and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and the great ones make their authority over them felt. But it shall not be so among you. Rather, whoever wishes to be great amongst you shall be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Just so the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. The Gospel to the Lord. Item number two, meditation of the day. Willing to be a servant. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and of the Lady, the ever-Virgin Mary, God before all and above everything in the world, May God save you, my beloved sister in Jesus Christ. May Jesus Christ save and keep you and all your household and all those whom God wishes and commands. This letter is to let you know how I am and to keep you abreast of all my various tasks, needs, and troubles, which increase daily and especially now. The debts in the poor increase by the day and many of the latter arrive naked barefoot and covered in sores and lice, so that one or two men need to be employed just to kill the lice in a cauldron of boiling water. This work will continue throughout the whole winter. Thus, my sister in Jesus Christ, my work grows each day. Our Lord Jesus Christ has been pleased to take away one of his much beloved and favored daughters, Donna Francisca. O Lord Jesus Christ gave her 
great grace so that during her life on this earth she always did much good to the poor and to anyone who asked anything of her for the love of God. She never refused to give them some blessed alms so that nobody went away from her house without being comforted by the good works, the good example, and the good teachings this blessed maid communicated. She did so many things that I would need to a thick book to write them all down. One day I shall write at greater length on this blessed maiden, Donna Francisca, whom our Lord Jesus Christ has been pleased to take to himself, where, as our faith teaches us, she is alive and well and has much joy and repose. And on what all of us who knew her have witnessed, through God, the will of God, and the good works that Jesus Christ performed in her and the grace he gave her, she did good to everybody, both with advice and with alms. Jesus Christ gave her grace for everything and for each person. Thus, in accordance with our faith and with what we saw her do on this earth, all of us who knew her cannot but believe that she is now at eternal rest with our Lord Jesus Christ and with all the angels of the heavenly court. All those who knew her, both poor and rich alike, have been deeply affected by her death, and this, of course, applies even more deeply to me than to anyone else because of the consolation and good counsel she always gave me. However troubled I was when I arrived at her home, I never left without consultation and good example. And since our Lord has been pleased to take so much good from us, may he be blessed forever, for he knows much better than we can imagine what he's doing and what is good for us. Episode number four, God's Little Instruction Book. Number one, two, and three by Honor Books. Golden Nugget number one, inspired by Luke chapter 10, verses 40 through 42. Don't mistake activity for achievement. Busyness does not equal productiveness. Martha was cumbered about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hast chosen that good part. Golden Nugget number two, inspired by 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 11. You cannot win if you do not begin. Now therefore perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to will, so there may be a performance also out of that which ye have. Golden Nugget number 3, inspired by Proverbs chapter 15, verse 32. The best way to be successful is to follow the advice you give others. He who ignores discipline despises himself, but whoever heeds correction gains understanding. Episode number five, Chesterson, Day by Day. In one of his least convincing 
phrases, Nietzsche had said that just as the ape ultimately produced the man, so should we ultimately produce something higher than the man. The immediate answer, of course, is sufficiently obvious. The ape did not worry about the man, so why should we worry about the Superman? If the Superman will come by natural selection, may we not leave it to natural selection? If the Superman will come by human selection, what sort of Superman are we to select? If he is simply to be more just, more brave, or more merciful, then Zarathustra sinks into a Sunday school teacher. The only way we can work for it is to be more just, more brave, and more merciful. Sensible advice, but hardly startling. If he used to be anything else than this, why should we desire him, or what else are we to desire? These questions have been many times asked of Nietzsche, and none of the Nietzscheites have ever attempted to answer them. George Bernard Shaw, episode number six, Reflection. Be more confiding in the Lord than in your own mother. Confess all to him. He will not betray you. Embrace all of his commandments as beneficial. They will not deceive you. Inasmuch as you trust in God, so also be vigilant toward your enemies, the flesh, the world, and the demons. All of this was expressed much better by the glorious saint of God, Ephraim the Syrian. In embracing the commandments of God, have simplicity, and in warding off hostile intrigues, have cunning, as with the dove and the serpent.